Do you remember asking me for recommendations for TV shows that are kind of like down with the patriarchy, but also feature just an ungodly amount of uh, full frontal male nudity? Yes. Minx on HBO Max is what you need to check out. Super good. It was a super good show. I watched it because the dude from uh, New Girl is in it, Nick from New Girl. But it's a pretty much about a 1970s pornographer who opens up like the first like nudie mag for for women. And so it's the idea was this this woman created a magazine and she wanted like all these like feminine art or feminist articles in it and stuff like to kind of like down with the patriarchy women, you know, the whole nine, yeah. the, the spiel. But essentially she teams up with this pornographer to create like a nudie mag for for women where she sneaks in the medicine or the feminist articles into this thing to get the information to women everywhere that hey you don't have to just do what you're told by these guys you know but it turned out to be like a great series so far and usually if, if i'm watching a show and there's just so much you know just swinging left and right not for me you know it's not really the show for me right but this one i endured it because it was actually a really really great show isn't it strange that men have such a aversion to that on film and women kind of just like they're they're like that on film all the time and they're just like whatever man it's not that important to me yeah i don't i don't know if it's an aversion so much as like women maybe have uh like aesthetically more pleasing bodies than naked men you know so maybe it, like the guys were like, oh, nobody needs to see that. It's not great. It's not great looking. But see, that's just nonsensical. Oh, nonsensical. That's a man's patriarchy's way of looking at film like that they want, oh, yeah. that only they want to see. You're right. You're so right. More dick and balls on film and TV, please. Let's get it all out there. I Ladies, would... too long have you been you know, withheld. Let's, <laughs> let's let loose the floodgates of full frontal male nudity upon the unexpecting public. It's time. See, here's the thing, though. There's no way you can argue like this whole thing we're talking about. There's there's mm. no when you want to take that stance that we don't want to see that. It's really it. But it kind of is like, OK, I just said that. And it's true, but yeah. it make, it's it's really nonsensical that it, it would even I if, would even care. If anything, take it out across the board. Like there's no need for any kind of nudity in TV or, or movies, technically. Like no, even tell, I me, tell me one scene where it it's such like a pivotal moment to the storyline that the person has to be naked and bone in someone else from the show or movie that it is pivotal. If they take it out, it I suddenly still, I, the story I, makes. No I sense. think that's the same line of reasoning that you that when you say it that way. I uh -huh. think it's more it's art. You know what this it, is? I don't think there should be a set rule one way or another. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's we should not have a rule set to like, everything should be fluid. It just should be it does it fit? I mean, then yeah. you're you're gonna have like HBO or or Cinemax yeah. come out and just throw extra of it because that works at during this time period. Yeah. Uh, at night, this is how we keep our subscribers. They the, won't admit the it, subscribers. But, but those conservative yeah. men stay up late, late and watch Skinamax. It's it's crazy. Like, yeah. And and there's like no. But again, who are we to judge? Whatever, man. Yeah, have fun. Like, there, yeah. like I don't think you should force it one way or another. Mm. I think that nudity is sometimes in film is is thrown around too easily. Yeah. When it's not needed in the story, I think it's getting better. Hmm. I don't think there should be a set rule one way or another, like whatever works for the story. Yeah. Including some <laughs> big old furry, ugly guy. Yeah. You know, if that's for the story, throw it in there, man. 
Yeah, and we're going to get to a different type of furry, big, ugly guy in a moment here. But this entire conversation, I want you to know this, and this is what we'll lead into the intro music with. This entire conversation reminded me of a memory I have with my uncle. true it's very weird <laughs> it popped up like the memory popped up where i was just i just want to like it's not like like touchy whatever but super weird dude yeah. where it's like i just remember like that whole yeah. conversation was super weird but it yeah. was kind of funny that's well that's all that matters and man. it was it's, funny that like it's always funny you take such a conservative route not conservative not even like look i'm someone that i believe whatever you want to do do it but i'm not going to sit here and be like oh that you know naked sex scene totally pivotal to this movie when it's simply not as someone that actually enjoys like film and like writing and shit like that i can see where where you're like yeah maybe there's passion there but you can show passion without showing people boning i think the, the better filmmakers don't use it that often yeah. well true yeah because they can do it do things different it's a cheap trick is what i'm saying i'm not that's saying what it I'm shouldn't saying. be that's, there but yeah it's, that's why i mentioned cinemax because yeah. it is exactly a cheap trick yeah. if used the wrong way true you know there's certain like what do you do if you have a pivotal scene in a strip club there's going to be somebody naked yeah guys or girls whatever yeah. most of the time it's the ladies yeah and I guys mean, are because because yeah, yeah. that's who ran film for a lot of years guys in strip clubs yeah so yeah. you see like especially early in film like some of the things that were put up there are totally from a guy's perspective because guys ran the these streets yeah they ran yeah. everything in cinema back then it True. took a long time and now we're seeing the benefits of different voices you know whatever and it's like deborah chow sure. just just directed a star wars series mm -hmm. that was generally loved and needed and done well yeah i'm i was wondering when star wars and or marvel was gonna or disney would make its way into this episode i have decided at some point i will explain this <laughs> But do, I, I, I can't decide. Do you, decide. Not, I, do you I, not remember deciding that recently as yeah, well? Yeah, but I can't decide whether I'm going to do it like on air or if I should just write a blog post at some point. Or just go live on, on Facebook and be like, hey guys, so it's about time you know. That's funny. That's a good idea. Yeah. Then it's it's technically content for people to be like, hey, I know you're probably here <laughs> listening to ghost stories or whatever, but I'm just going to tell you about this instead. Anyway, let's we'll, we'll yeah. move away from that. Cause... Yeah, we can move. Let's move on to the other big naked hairy man that we have all come to know and love on this program. Allegedly naked. There's no real proof. Are you there's... telling me that you think Bigfoot is out there wearing shorts? Maybe a, maybe like a G-string. That's even worse. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, would please you, continue. When you're going through a bunch of branches and bushes, you got to keep the stuff in, in a safe spot. Yeah, that's true. Write that down, everyone listening at home. Keep, I assume keep that's the stuff what, in a safe spot. I, I assume that's what that whole show Naked and Afraid is about. I've never seen it. Yeah, they're just afraid of getting their stuff in a rough spot. Yeah. Anyway... Moving back along once more with the story that Christian, what do we what do we learn about today? What do you what magic rocket ship 
ride are you taking us on today? We're going to take you to Mount St. Helens. Nice. Nice. That fateful day that it erupted. And what? Actually, let me read this and see if it works. There you go. Go for it. Today, we're going to talk about that one time when the government disposed of dead Sasquatch. Hmm. The very same time that the U.S. military worked with local Bigfoot to help the, the many creatures that were injured in the same place that would be immortalized in Sasquatch lore after the Ape Canyon seed. I've obviously heard of the Ape Canyon. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've talked about it. We have. And I, I knew we talked about it, but then I, you know, because, you know, from researching stuff and reading, trying to find content yeah. that's interesting, we go through a lot and I'm like, Ape Canyon. And that's right. That's what it was called. Yeah. But I had to double check and look it up. Did we have we done an episode on that or have we just brought it up? And, I think we've just brought it up. Because that'd be a fun one. Maybe in season three we do that one. Yeah. I'm but, sure that's one we could talk about for a while. There's a lot of crazy, crazy uh details with that. That one's a famous one. Mm -hmm. This next one we're gonna talk about is not so famous. Where Bigfoot helps the military? Yes. Yeah, see, that's definitely not famous. Or even where Bigfoot died after during the eruption of mount st helens which if there there is a bigfoot more than likely they would be in this area pacific and, northwest yeah and yeah. if they were near this mount st helens they must have died some of them because basically any it's human, an odds game yeah yeah human that was nearby there died all the animals died in that region and look according to a graphic you posted a while ago about sasquatch sightings there was millions in the area that right. could have possibly died so yeah, yeah. So it makes sense. So I don't know why I keep saying so. Anyway, so, anyway, you've heard this story before, right? Ape Canyon or the St. Helens? The one we're about to tell. No, I don't think so. Oh, that's even more fun. Yeah. How do I come up with some of these stories that you don't know about? Because I've done that a couple times. And uh, I'm, I was recently induced into the, the Bigfoot oh. belief. Like not, not like so recent. It's been years, but I've never looked into it. Okay. As much as I, as I was focused on like spirits and ghosts okay, and whatnot. But, but the Bigfoot thing, uh, everything I've seen, that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of like before. Bigfoot. Yeah. As, when I heard about Bigfoot, I was like, when you first hear about Bigfoot, you're like, oh, that's the joke, right? Ha ha, Bigfoot, he exists. But then like when you hear actual stories of people that have seen these things, you're like, damn, maybe this thing exists. You know, like, so you go from this, like where you're like, ha ha, very funny. Yes, Bigfoot. But then you hear the the experiences and you're like, oh yeah, I guess Bigfoot is out there too. So that's, creepy. That's funny because I came about Bigfoot differently. I came as a kid believing instantly. Yeah. And and being terrified to a certain extent. So and then you've developed into this Bigfoot beef jerky, more or less. You know, kind of. That's like yeah. We've been branded. Step into the Slim Jim. Is that what it is? No. No. Jack Links. Jack Links. Okay, that's yeah. different. I was thinking the wrestler. Yeah, you sure were. All right. So Mount St. Helens erupted on May 18, 1980, killing 57 people and destroying over 200 square miles of forest. Prior to the massive explosion that blew the top off the mountain. They blew the I, top off that. Yeah. yeah I personally re recall all the adults watching the nightly news to get updates on the awakening volcano that was Mount St. Helens. The scientists predicted its eruption was imminent and locals vacillated between curiosity, fear, and distrust of the authorities. When it blew, even those that expected it were stunned. If you want to be shocked all over again, just pull up the footage on YouTube sometimes. It is crazy to see 
Yeah. That was like the first recorded eruption, really, kind of. Well, you know what terrifies me about like volcanoes these days is the people that say like if Yosemite were to erupt, it would pretty much cover us in nuclear winter for... And Yellowstone? That is where, that is the one they're talking about, right? Or what's Yosemite? Yosemite, I think there's one there too. That's Mount Shasta's there. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I got, I got mixed up. Yeah, Yellowstone. That Yellowstone was the one. Yeah. is the one that would basically give us, it would, it wouldn't be nuclear winter. It'd be, it'd be Just like an, like dust, the, a cloud stuff that's happened in past yeah. eruptions. Like when you hear about like Mount Ves Vesuvius and a couple of other, yeah. others, it basically lowered the global ten temperatures and created famines and death and disease. Yeah. You know, but the, the skies after. would also be dark for that long too, right? Like it would, it would block out the sun for. It, a, it would locally, but it would lower because it would get into the atmosphere, like it, all volcanoes do, hmm. and that kind of material in our atmosphere reflects the heat out huh. and blocks the sun. So, like stuff doesn't grow the way it used to. Crops are going to fail. The more you know. So that is why volcanoes are one of the most terrifying natural occurrences because it's going to occur. Yeah. Just how bad it's going to be. And where are you going to be if it does? Are you going to be alive? Is it going to be rough? Yeah. One of the fun, fun things, it's one of the interesting things, and, and this was years ago on HBO. It was a movie about the whole lead up to it. Yeah. Um, and there was a scientist that was like pushing hard to make sure people were evacuated and stuff. And yeah. Nobody, it took a long time. And then when it finally erupted, he was basically right on the side of the hill taking measurements. Really? So yeah. he died? I mean, he was, they never found him. They oh, so he just kind of I think he was mountain. radioing, okay, it's about to get me. And that was it. Damn. Because he was so close. No, dude, you don't want to go out in a volcano eruption. Uh -uh. Yeah. No, your bones just melted dust, dude. Yep. It's like immediately disintegrated. Just oh, that's God. pretty much. And I mean, you look at the footage of the trees in that region. Uh, just like the <laughs> rivers were like just dark grayish with ash, and I yeah. mean, it was just ridiculous. And it was like I remember as a child seeing this footage because it was so crazy in my child's mind. Yeah, and you're like, just, this is cool. Yeah, you you know you when you're a child, volcanoes are cool. Yeah. And then you see this and you're like, okay, that's not very cool. Yeah. It's all and fun then, and games, a sixth grade science project. But the second it comes home, you're like, oh, yeah. no. Well, and then you re like later on, you hear about like what they've done through history. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. We digress. Back to the story. Nearly 60 years before the eruption, an area at the base of the mountain named Ape Canyon would produce one of the most terrifying attacks by the legendary cryptid called Sasquatch. It was 1924, so we're going to touch on it a bit here. Yeah. It was 1924, and two miles east of Mount St. Helens, five miners fought off a nightmare attack by Bigfoot. They were working a gold claim and staying in a cabin they'd built to house them as they mined. The men endured an attack that kept them fighting for their lives until nearly daylight but when they finally escaped. So, a little background to the area. Hmm. It felt like a for anybody that has looked into this Bigfoot lore... Sasquatch lore, even including a skeptical person like me. Hmm. Probably familiar with this. That. This one kind of feels credible almost. Yeah. The way it was described, the way the story never, the way the story lasted and it felt real and you could see something like that happening. Yeah. So anyway, back to 1980, following the eruption, we got some info from the Bigfoot evidence blog coming up. An anonymous national guardsman 
was called in after the eruption and would describe what he saw years years after. He was with five other guardsmen when they reached a briefing in a tent surrounded by armed guards that were not part of the National Guard. At the briefing, they were told to keep quiet and forget everything, including the man talking to them. And they said, what? Who are you? Yeah. They were, they were sent to a jeep and told to wait. Later, another man, who seemed to be a civilian, showed up and he, or came in another jeep. He went into a tent, and when he emerged again, he was being a, accompanied by a large, hairy creature. The guardsman thought it was a large man covered in a suit of fur. Which, obviously, that happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, in this neck of the woods. Hmm. One of the things he noticed on this furry creature, realizing what it was, he noticed that it had suffered some burns. It was scary until the creature got close enough that they could look into its eyes, and they noticed that it had a, it was in a somber mood. It had a bandage arm and soon got into the, to the back of a, a pickup truck with the civilian. They spoke to each other in a language that was not recognized by the guardsmen. So already we're, we just went down like, okay, this story is nuts. Yeah. And if you want to maybe understand what that language could have sounded like, go check out the samurai sounds. Yeah. Very oh. interesting. And we can, we'll dig into that in one of our Bigfoot episodes as well, because that is a crazy story as well. The samurai sound? Yeah, I think it's Ron Moorhead and uh, someone else in the woods. Like, and they apparently or allegedly recorded the sounds of what we can only assume were Sasquatch family of some kind. Right. And they've had language uh, experts look at it and they're like, it's definitely language. Like they're talking to each other, but it's not English sped up. It's none of that. Like, yeah. It's weird. But also, I'm sure everyone that is hearing this right now is like, yeah, Scott, we know what the samurai sounds are. So we'll wait for that episode to come out with bated breath. As always, let's get back into this one. Okay. The men followed the truck, stopping multiple points where they would follow the creature and the civilian to the mouth of a cave. The big, Bigfoot would make a sound and listen, hmm. which some of these things you're like, okay, I've heard something similar, yeah. including the language, because I've heard um, indigenous peoples of America talk about how you know, they used to talk to the Bigfoot. Yeah. We'll pull up that. Remind me when we get inside, we'll pull up that Samurai Sounds video. That's good Okay. One. Okay. The first cave, they got no response. The second cave after the sound was made, there was a response. Two soldiers went in and soon emerged carrying a badly burned creature. The one they were with um, bent down and examined the creature before saying something to the civilian who ordered everyone to the trucks. They walked away with the creature hearing a gunshot that must have put the burned creature out of his misery. Sad. Very sad. A moment of silence for the burned creature in the story. I will remember you. Anyway, we continue. In the arms of... That works as well, yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened at the third or fourth sites. And at the fifth site, two different soldiers brought out a creature with a burned leg. The guardsmen helped get him into a stretcher and into the truck, which returned to the base camp. Once returned, they were ordered to stay in the Jeep again until they were debriefed. When the Bigfoot that had been traveling with them started to go into a tent, it turned in wave to him. Wholesome. Which, like, yeah, it was... <laughs> See ya. <laughs> the guardsmen felt like it was, like, thanking him. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. And say nothing of this incident. Yeah. At the debriefing, the men were surprised to not get the speech they were expecting. Like, which, hey, you can't tell anyone about what you've seen? Yeah, or your family, you know. Yeah. In instead, it went something like, look... Do you really want an explanation? You saw what we were doing. These creatures live in these areas. They mean no harm. 
and want to be left alone? Do you really want to do anything that may cause them trouble? They're like us in a lot of ways. If you need or want to talk about this, just wait about 30 years. By that time, there will likely be no reason to keep them a secret. But turns out there would be. That is quite a dramatic speech, though. Like, yeah. you know, we've been trained to hear this certain speech. And then when the, the guy in charge does that, you're like, oh. Because he knows there's like no way to. Uh, and you're like, look, guys, obviously, this is weird for all of us. Yeah. OK, just keep it under wraps for as many years as you can. Then let loose. All yeah. Right? And it worked. Yeah, because anyone's going to hear this story and be like, that didn't happen. Yeah. So they could be flappy at the gums all day long, and guess what? No one's going to believe it anyway. But they waited about 30 years before they mentioned it, which is very fascinating. Nice. That is very nice. Yeah. Shout out. In another area, the National Guard were collecting the bodies of dead animals so that they could later be burned. They were separated into different piles based on the type of animal. Deer in one pile, elk in another. But there was a covered pile, and when the carp... Carp... When the tarp was removed, they found it was a bunch of Sasquatch bodies. Sad. When someone asked a person in charge what would be done with the bodies, he said something along the lines of someone would probably study them or something. He also said these are the type of things that you don't ask about. Later, a Freedom of Information Act was requested, but the reply came back that no bipedal carcasses were removed and that no cataloging and separation of dead animals like the deer or elk took place, which is the classic response. Likely story. Yeah. Like they're going to be like, oh, man, you caught us. Yeah, we got Sasquatch yeah. over there. Tons Nash of them. We're, uh, and in real things, yeah. it's blacked out because it's national security. We're up to our hips and Sasquatch carcasses. Good. Yeah. I was hoping someone would call us out on that. Yep. It is reported that 57 of the creatures perished and were recovered after the eruption. The reports of two instances from a book by an author named Suchi that say two months after the, the eruption, during the dredging of a river, two more bodies were found in the sand. Also, an observer saw a large two-rotor helicopter carrying a large net filled with Sasquatch Oh, he, he got choked up. Sorry, everyone. It's a very sad story. I was trying to get through that sentence before. <laughs> it was with a Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Also, an observer saw a large two-rotor helicopter carrying a large net filled with Sasquatch bodies to a, a nearby military base. For the remainder of the episode, <laughs> let's call him Sad Squatch, because this is a sad story. Sad Squatch. Sad Squatch. Yes. Could you imagine the real Sad Squatch was the one that waved to the men and basically yeah. kneeled over his buddy and said, okay, you must shoot him in the head to put him out of his misery. That is a Sad Squatch. That is 1950s America almost, but and also, in the 80s. Yeah, 1980s Sad Squatch. Can't wait to see the meme you come up with for this episode. Uh, it's going to take some time. Maybe some merch of a crying Bigfoot. Sasquatch. So, so speaking of sad squatch, could yes. this be true, Scott? Or is this just a tall tale from the hotbed of suspected Bigfoot sightings? What do you feel? Um, well, first of all, where did we get this story from? Where where did it come from? The internet. Oh, you just like a random blog somewhere? I've seen it a couple times. Really? Yeah. So then hmm. I just searched for it. Interesting. To, to get some information to write that. Yeah. I mean, look, I've never heard that story before, but I, 
it, I certainly wouldn't put it past there being Sasquatch in the area during the Mount St. Helen eruption. So it's, I mean, it's very likely that something like that could have taken place. Whether or not the government had any hand in helping them or carrying uh, baskets or whatever, their dead bodies across places with helicopters, I couldn't say. I couldn't touch on that for sure, but creepy. I would be actually, out of many of the government secrets that are out there, this one would make me really mad if it was true mm. that they just hid it from us. I could understand hiding aliens and yeah. weird stuff like that from us, but to know about this creature and to just, just hide it from the public. Yeah. Like what's the real use? Well, you don't think people would lose their minds if they found out that there was a, you know, ape man that lived out in the, the middle of the woods that could get you wherever you are. That was a very predatory apex type of dude. That, but in the, they're not always, predatory not always it depends but, on the regions like yeah. alaska sounds very predatory yeah but this region the pacific northwest they're just you know they're you don't hear as many of the scary stories from this region you hear a lot of like stories about oh i just saw them or they were helping yeah like the one we told where that the lady felt tripped and fell down a little yeah hill and broke her ankle and the one carried her back and that kind of stuff you hear more of in this region yeah, uh, but I don't know, like, you know, Wes Germer's story is from the Pacific Northwest, and that's that was pretty aggressive, too. Like, it could just be like people where sometimes you get nice ones yeah, that don't want to rip your limb from limb and, you know, shove your head on a pike. But then there's others that are like, hey, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. No hard feelings, but get this has to happen. Get off my damn mountain, kids. Yeah. Probably something like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's a cr one of the crazier stories I've heard. Yeah. But there's like little tidbits in there that almost make it like I could almost see this happening. Yeah. I can absolutely see this happening. And I know this because I was there. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't, obviously. But that's a good story, though. Yeah. That's the first time I've heard it, surprisingly. But again, like I said, like I, most of my life I was fascinated with paranormal shit because I experienced paranormal shit. And so I didn't get into the whole cryptids and the idea of cryptozoology or anything like that until probably late teens okay and then from there it's not like i was out looking for bigfoot or anything i just was like oh bigfoot big hairy ape man and you hear a few podcasts and you're like maybe it's more than a big hairy ape man and now here we are you know when you're here in alaska probably more so than when we lived in california you can like look around you and be like there's a bunch yeah of big i hairy totally ape would not see one around me yeah it could be 20 feet from me and i wouldn't see it well that um that trail that china wants to take you guys on this weekend i think sunday um, yeah, that one's in the middle of the woods Yeah, where you drive out to pass all the rich people houses and you're like, what the hell? People live really great out here. Yeah. And then you find this trail that's literally just in the woods. And as you're walking it, man, I was looking left and right constantly because it's, it seemed like the type of place you'd either see a Bigfoot randomly standing next to a tree or you see a grizzly bear when it's too late and he's already mauling you. I, I would in most cases reg rather see a Bigfoot than a bear i would absolutely agree with you yeah and i hope that that is the case i hope you and i have that experience together christian so that we can just look at each other one last time and be like i guess it's real and yep. then nobody none no of our we, listeners we wouldn't ever say know. that you'd, you'd look at me and like say it now before we yeah. die i'd be like i'm recording people are gonna hear this say it yeah so you say those words you're yeah. right scott yeah oh that's great i got it right here yeah i'll, I'll just hold on to that scott that one was that kind out. of a comedic you were right the one you would hear at that point would be just anger yeah not even fear of death. I'd be like, I'm going out with this, my last words. Yeah. We're going to fight this Bigfoot. Yeah. Damn it, Scott. You're right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and that's what that's the clip I'm going to use. Cut, cut that out as well. That's the clip I'm going to use for whenever I go on like a really long tangent. Yeah. And then to close off the tangent, it's going to be you saying, damn it, Scott, you're right. And then we're just going to continue with what we're saying. It's also something It'll be smooth. you'll when you dream at night, that'll be like one of your good dreams is hearing me. Yeah. Echoing in your mind. You were right. You were right. You were right. About everything, even demons, even demons. Yeah, so what yeah. kind of song is he going to make about what he's saying? Damn it, Scott, you're right. I know. Yeah. Speaking of, I need to work on that that season three intro music. I'm I want to get like a custom intro for us that isn't just dubstep music for two minutes or whatever. And people are people hate change, especially in this community. So it's it's we're probably not going to be super into it, but you're going to learn to love it. I'm going to try to work it into being something great. And even though I have no idea what I'm doing, it's going to be very on point and on brand. Just throw a couple Easter eggs in there. Yeah. To where you you're rewarded for actually listening. Yeah. Ooh, he just said this without saying it. Wow. And they're going to be like, oh, no, he didn't. But we're going to be like, yeah, we actually did. We did. Those crowd will cheer. Scott is so brilliant. Yeah, they will. And if they're not chanting it right now at their desks, home offices, or uh, school buses, or also, I guess, maybe cars, vehicles. Yes. Yeah. Gas and electric types still. Yeah, probably not gas anymore. They're Everyone's, you know, rollerblading into into work these days with the inflation and gas prices being so dang high they're so dang high anyway you guys aren't here for that uh we didn't mention it early on but this is actually the season that well i guess finale of summer break this is the final episode of summer break for season two it was fun come to summer break christian will tell bigfoot stories yeah. you know what we need to do what i should have done for this summer break but i'll do it next year i'll design like a camp shirt like a classic 80s horror movie camp style t-shirt for camp freaky deaky Yep. And that's what summer break will be. But this year, uh, the finale is Bigfoot. We love talking about the big hairy guy. And, and well, damn it, it's good to end on something that I haven't heard. So it's rare these days. Um, there's not going to be an episode. Season three does not start uh, next week. There's going to be radio silence for a whole week. You guys aren't going to get the freaky deaky. I don't know what you're going to do. But Scott says that week, now, but I have other plans. Yeah, he'll post something. He'll post why he talks about Marvel and Disney all day long. Um, <laughs> he'll post. The season three will be starting the following week, though. So we're taking a week off. And then the following week is when season three launches. So, you know, you might as well mark your calendars now. Tell your friends. Get everyone hyped. Maybe we do some giveaways. Maybe we give away some merch or something. Some sticker packs. I don't know. Whatever you guys want. Comment what you want us to give you. I'm going to design some cool canvas shoes. We got extra bunnies. We have extra bunnies. If you want me to send you one of the house bunnies. Oops, that sounds more Playboy-ish than what is actually happening. We have house rabbits that are around the house constantly, all the time. If you want one of these house bunnies, it's outside the house bunnies. You know what? It's, it's irrelevant. It's a, it doesn't it's a yard bunny, man. It's the a yard. Bunny. That's right. It's it's not in the house. The yard bunnies. And it, you know what? It, it's exactly what you're picturing. Yeah. And this is exactly what you were picturing when you heard that we were going to try to close out an episode. So this is the finale for the summer. Great story, Christian. We're going to touch on more Bigfoot and all things freaky and unexplained in a couple short weeks at the start of season three. So make sure you're following us on social media so you know when that launches. And that's going to be at Freaky Deaky Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Comment, say you're new, say you enjoy the show. Tell us your thoughts. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, if you're on TikTok, it's at TFD Paranormal. And if you have a story of your own, We'd like to that you would like to hear short shared short on the share. If you guys have a story of your if you have a story of your own that you want to hear shared on the show, whether that be anonymous or blasting your name out there for all five people to hear, 
you write into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com that experience, and we will be in touch with you very shortly. Don't don't forget our season three giveaway. One lucky winner will get one of Scott's shadow people. That's right. I'm giving it away for free anyway. But wait, there's less. That's the end of the episode. See you later. Thanks for listening. Hope you had a fun summer. Winter is coming. God help us all. Season three is right around the corner. We'll see you guys there. Deuces. Really dragged the one out. I just didn't want summer to end. Scott.
tell you about my bird feeder at home? No. I have a bird feeder at home, of course. What'd you name him? Um, well, um, I'm not going there. <laughs> Every, everything that almost came out of my mouth was, was just... It was a trap. Yeah. It's setting you up. Yeah, so um, I noticed a couple days ago the black cat, the local black cat was sitting there just staring at it. Just waiting for those birds. Yeah. So like, you're coming around eventually. I know it. Yeah. I'm like very smart. So I'm like, whatever. And then I'm like, wait, if he catches one of those birds, I have to go save it. You think so? Yeah. Or are you just going to watch? I'm not going to let him. If he, if, hey, all the power to him if he gets it. But if I'm watching it, I have to do the right thing. Yeah. Hmm. So then I'm like, well, what can I do? Because he, like, I walked out there, pet, pet him. Hung out with them for a little bit, spilled some water on them when I was watering the plants. He took off a little bit then. Yeah. But then he came back like an hour later, <laughs> just sitting in the same spot. And then a, a bird actually flew up there and then his tail started swishing. Does he do that? <laughs> yeah, he did. That little mouth thing. Yeah. I, I was inside and I didn't want to scare him because yeah. I was just watching him. And I'm like, okay, he's going to. It's a weird twitch thing. That <laughs> yeah. He's, he's right at the level where he could conceivably jump up and grab one of those birds. Yeah. So I went outside and grabbed some walks and I threw them into the like trees. Yeah. And all of a sudden he got all perky. Yeah. So and what the hell was that? So I threw another one and he ran into the trees and I kept throwing them in different areas to where he, he probably had the best experience hunting in his life, but never yeah. caught anything. I was like, oh, well, it was the effort. It was worth it. So the next two times he came and sat by the bird feeder, the next couple of days, I did the same thing and he looked just as happy running <laughs> into the trees. And I'd see him when he comes out because it's facing the back of where the deck is and he just comes back like he's all satisfied and had a good day hunting Head up. didn't yeah. catch anything but got all the endorphins he needed for hunting and being a real cat he didn't catch any of those rocks no because i didn't hear him squeal mm -hmm. i was like what if i accidentally hit him yeah. but i was trying to throw him to make him bounce in the leaves and the trees and the branches yeah. and be really exciting <laughs> yeah there you go I don't know what you can do with that story, but I Probably. thought you'd find it fascinating. Yeah. I was playing with the neighborhood cat. That's a, that's a good first step. It's a good first step. Um, do you remember how you... <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to... I'm going to give that another go in a second here. <laughs> 